happens when Joe Rogan invites a doctor on his show that specializes in intelligent design and then theism turns into the conversation about religion in general and it goes from religion in general specifically to Christianity and the crux of Christianity which is the resurrection of Jesus. The narrative of the story is being the resurrection of Jesus? Well that is exactly what happened on Joe Rogan's podcast with Dr. Stephen C. Meyer who is an expert scientist in intelligent designs wrote multiple books about it and of course the topic of resurrection comes up and this is a very dense filled conversation it starts with them talking about the new heaven and a new earth and then it goes into why Stephen C. Myers is convinced that the resurrection of Jesus is real. I think this is probably the first time I've seen this discussed, specifically the resurrection discussed on the Joe Rogan podcast. Let's jump right into it. So this is at about the two hour and 18 minute mark of the conversation. Check out this clip of William Lane Craig telling Ben Shapiro who is Jesus. What is the proof that Jesus was who he says he is in, in the gospel. The Jesus tomb was discovered empty on the first day of the week by a group of his female followers. Secondly would be that various individuals and groups of people then witnessed appearances of Jesus alive. And finally, number three would be that the original disciples suddenly and sincerely came to believe that God had raised Jesus from the dead despite having every predisposition to the contrary. William Lane Craig did an incredible job explaining who Jesus is and that he is ultimately on the throne. This is one of the new pieces from the He Is Him collection. When you wear this shirt, you remind yourself who the king is and you represent the king in public places. So be sure to pick it up available this Friday through Sunday only. Three pieces of evidence I think support a robust case for God as an inference to the best explanation. I tend to take a an evidentialist and, and philosophical approach to the kinds of questions you're asking, including the question about why I believe the other parts of the Bible, not just about the creation of the universe, but about the historical witness of uh, Jesus, about Jesus Christ or the Exodus or things like that. And there I would say my general answer is that I have a strong avocational interest in the historicity of the Bible as one can test it based on external sources of historical evidence from documentary historical sources and archaeological sources. So just a quick thumbnail and uh, in a way I'd prefer not to go too deeply into this because I, again, I'd rather talk about the ID and the, the God stuff. And I have, I have Jewish co colleagues, Muslim colleagues, agnostic, non-religious theists. So he's saying, I'm not an expert on the resurrection. I I'm mainly a proponent of intelligent design and arguing that from a scientific standpoint. However, I'm going to go into this topic. So I think it's important for him to note that versus like a William Lane Craig who probably just specializes in arguing things for like the resurrection. I think that's very uh, shrewd of him to kind of preface that. Who all agree with me about the uh, the scientific evidence and what it points to. And then we have different discussions about right, I'm just, I want to know yeah. your thought process. Okay, so my thought process. Crucial event in, for example, the New Testament is the trial and death of Jesus of Nazareth and subsequent resurrection. And subsequent resurrection. Now, those of you guys that are JRE fans, I want to know, has the resurrection ever been talked about on the Joe Rogan podcast? I don't think it has, not to my knowledge, not, 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 not specifically about the resurrection. One key th really striking thing that I've discovered in my avocational interest in archaeology is that the five or six leading figures, uh, most important figures in that trial narrative, which take, which take up about a quarter to a third of the, the four Gospels, have all been independently attested by archaeological inscriptions in the last 50 or 60 years. 
If you've never been to Israel, at some point you should really make it a point to go. Why? Because when you go to Israel, they show you all the archaeology that confirms people like Pontius Pilate being real, places like the city of David being real. There's so much in there that confirms what the scriptures say that has often been dismissed as, well, that's just fables and fairy tales and, and myth. The archaeology, the more they're finding, the more it's testifying to these things being real. There were some, there were some uh, construction workers working in Caesarea Maritima in Israel in 1960-ish, turned over a big slab of rock, and on the back was an inscription from Pontius Pilate uh, listing himself as the governor of Judea with a tribute to Tiberius Caesar. I The first place we went was the beach in Caesarea when we got there, and we saw some of this stuff. Um, significant because in the Gospels, the ministry of Jesus is reported to have occurred when Tiberius was the the uh, Roman emperor, Pilate was the governor, and we know all about in the trial that the, the key role that Pilate played. Uh, recently, the and what what year was this attributed to? Well, it, it's 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 attributed uh, to the period of time in which Tiberius was emperor. So um, I think that was fifteen through fifteen through to thirty. I can't remember the the end of his emperorship, but it, it's, it's the time mentioned in the New Testament as to when Jesus did his thing. And you have recently in Jerusalem, under the traditional site of the high priest, was discovered the stone ossuary bearing the name of. Caiaphas and Caiaphas ben Joseph on two sides of an ornately decorated ossuary mm -hmm. containing the bones of someone who was reburied by this practice that the Jews undertook during that unique period of time from about 20 BC to the destruction of the temple. So you have multiple figures from that key event who have been independently attested and established in that time period. Herod Antipas, we know from his coins and his building projects, all, uh, Jesus himself, uh, Peter, uh, uh, Annas, the other a high priest. So you have these multiple lines of external corroboration for this really important account. And then you have external sources like Josephus and mm -hmm. Tacitus. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a weight of external corroborating evidence supporting the historicity of these narratives. Supporting the historicity of the, the New Testament and that the New Testament is reliable. And that gives you, I think, a good reason to take the narrative seriously and to evaluate their other claims. It's in fact a level of corroboration that I think is almost unprecedented for any document that old. That's corroboration in terms of the narrative of the stories or corroboration in terms of the historical figures being real? Both. In Josephus... The narrative of the stories being the resurrection of Jesus? Uh, Woo! That's right. Yes, sir. Reports of same. You find reports of... the uh, in, in There's two different texts of Josephus, mm -hmm. one that was likely doctored by uh, medieval Christians that historians rightly um, regard as too affirmative in his... Uh, expression of belief in Jesus of Nazareth, and one that came to us through the Arabic world, where the, 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 the Josephus text is much more credible, where he records the basic facts of the life and death of Jesus of Nazareth, including being crucified under Pontius Pilate, and then that there were reports that he had been, that he had appeared to many after being resurrected. That's good. That's good. So there's a whole... Right, but there's reports of Bigfoot. Well, right, but... Um, yo, Rogan, yo, Rogan, comparing the resurrection of Jesus to Bigfoot is amazing. We have a, we have, you know, I, 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 mean, I, I love human your, being, I love particularly your, back then. Yeah. Where there's no real access to universal information like the internet. There's no real, I mean, there's no libraries. Like where, where are you getting all your information from? Right. So you have one of the best formats in all of, of talk anything because you have these long form discussions. 
But I think even this format will not lend itself to being able to wrestle the question of the right. no, historical real event. I don't think we're going to wrestle but, it. I just want to know why you. Right. So I think there are. <laughs> Rogan, Rogan's like is is a. Uh... He's so confrontational at times, but then he'll be like, yeah, no, 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 I'm just saying, but what do you, why do you believe this stuff? Like, yeah, well, I think there's historicity to the resurrection of Jesus and, and the, the claims that he rose, well, and Bigfoot, but why do you believe? Like, this is so hilarious. Are three great scholars who have addressed the question of whether or not the, actually four. One is Wolfhard Pannenberg, the great German theologian, historian. One is William Lane Craig. You guys know there's a petition to get William Lane Craig on Joe Rogan. I would love to see a three-hour conversation with William Lane Craig and Joe Rogan on, on this kind of stuff. One is N.T. Wright with his magisterial mm -hmm. tome, The yep. Resurrection of the Son of God, yep. and the other is Gary Habermas. And there are numerous questions that come up in evaluating all this different type of historical testimony mm -hmm. regarding that seminal event, if true, in human history. Mm -hmm. right. And I've done a deep dive on that stuff, and I'm convinced that the resurrection of Jesus Christ happened as a real event in history. Because people said it did. Well, because of the various forms of testimony that we have, the historical evidence we have coming down to us from this day. Now, I may be wrong in that. I'm not, as a scholar, arguing on that my, about that myself. But it is your personal belief. But it is my personal belief. And I, have, I would tell you, I have reasons to believe that that are well considered. And they are reasons not of subjective experience or subjective experience alone, but the reasons that ha are derived from having examined very detailed historical analyses of the relevant data. And that's uh, probably as far as we could take something in a discussion like this. But I, I do affirm that belief in such an extraordinary event should be well grounded in historical evidence. Should be well-grounded in historical evidence. That we're not just checking our brains and our intellect out the door when we step into faith. That they should be grounded. Amen. That is why I'm a, I'm one of the reasons why I'm a Christian. Right? That it's, that it's the, as he said in the previous reaction, that both objective reality, that the, the Christian faith hinges on the objective reality of an intelligent designer, of God being able to do miracles because he did the ultimate miracle, which is set the universe in order, and Jesus rising from the grave, and the subjective born-again experience, that it's and both. And not something that we just believe because we want it to be true. Well, is it historical evidence, or is it historical statements of people who were discussing a thing that may or may not have happened that might have been legend? Here's the issue with that, that question right there, and I don't know if he answers it, but the idea of evidence with anything from antiquity is impossible. I think in the way that Joe Rogan means evidence. There's no evidence because you would need a time machine and a video camera to show you evidence. There's reason and logic and arguments and claim that, that, that I would say are solid reasons to believe and increases your confidence spectrum of the resurrection likely happening, right? And then as you place your faith in that, you then have an incredible transformative experience Right, but the idea of, of evidence is like give me evidence like in a in a in a trial. Do you want DNA evidence? Right, <laughs> like what, what do you mean by evidence? You you want you want cell towers? <laughs> like what do we mean by evidence? Evidence is you and 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 the the it's interesting that the barrier of entry for evidence becomes harder for the Christ for the Christians than it does for anything else. You wouldn't question what you know uh, the, these other writers from antiquity, Aristotle or whoever said, but you would question. Jesus, it's just, it's interesting. Well, much historical evidence is also historical statement. It's, it's testimony, sure. eyewitness or otherwise. Right, but this is an extraordinary event. Right. right? You're talking about a resurrection of a person right. who died and right. came back right. and was the son of God. It's, this is a big claim. Yeah, it is a big claim. The, the, what historians must do is evaluate the reliability of historical testimony if mm -hmm. what's coming is, is historical testimony. Yep. Mm -hmm. One piece of historical testimony that's always been extremely compelling to, to me 
is the historic is the testimony of James, who is um, mentioned in the New Testament as one of the. Um, now, I love how he navigates this because he he navigates this in a way to not alienate Catholics. If you guys don't know, Protestants believe James is the brother of Jesus. Catholics don't believe Jesus had any siblings because they believe Virgin Mary was a perpetual virgin. And so we would have a disagreement on if Jesus was the brother of James or if Jesus was the cousin of James. That's the argument from Catholics. Catholics believe that Jesus, and, and that word cousin is, I mean, that word brother is closer to cousin. In Russian, for example, and I'm, I don't know I'm going off, but I, I think it's a help. In Russian, the word for cousin is like, brother twice over like that's how the word translates so we don't have a word for cousin the way the english language does so th some of this is like cultural i tend to take the position that james it was the brother of jesus and i've also been to, to jerusalem in the old city there's the quarter the armenian quarter and we went to the, uh, the church of saint james where they believe that the head of james was and so uh you know it, it, it's an interesting distinction but he navigates this so carefully as to not alienate probably a ton of his you know catholics who, who rock out with him. Check this out. The, the, the witnesses to whom Jesus appeared after the alleged resurrection event. Mm -hmm. um, he was also mentioned earlier in the New Testament as one of his brothers or half-brothers, depending on whether you're a Protestant or a Catholic Christian, um, how you view that. Uh, but he was mentioned as one of his own or, or cousins. family members who did not accept his crazy messianic claims, and right. he, he did not believe in him. James was not but a something follower. something changed James's mind. We yes. later find that he becomes the leader of the Jerusalem Christian Church. The earth he becomes a, uh, the bishop of Jerusalem, and that is why when there's this dis the dispute in Acts 15 about the Gentile Christians, everybody makes their case, and then James, not Peter, but James, oddly enough, makes the final judgment on how we are to navigate with the Gentile Christians. Acts 15 is a really good book that kind of points to the authority of James. Early Jewish believers in Jesus, mm -hmm. and there's, uh, uh, but we also then know from Josephus that James was was stoned to death, and martyred for his witness mm -hmm. to to the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a kind of very simple argument, but it's, it goes back to one of the early Christian writers, Eusebius, saying that that uh, people will lie to uh, get out of trouble. They do it all the time. We mm -hmm. see it in our politics. Yep. But people don't lie to get into trouble. We're just assuming and, that and, they would let him lie or do anything to get out of well, trouble. Th there were there were many many uh, early Christians who died claiming to have seen. The resurrected Jesus. But in the case of James, we know that he ex expressed that testimony, and we know it from an, a, an external to the Bible source, namely Josephus. What do you think of— So I think this is an example of, okay, here's an historical claim. What, how can we evaluate the the reliability of that witness? People will give their lives for an abstract philosophy that they believe to be true. Right, right. People do not give their lives for a factual claim that they know to be false. The folks in the early church— the disciples, James, would have died knowing that Jesus didn't rise, that it was all a conspiracy of some sort. What he's getting at is that people will die for a lie, no unknowingly, but seldom do people die and are willing to lay down their life for something they know is not true. That's that's kind of what he's getting at. That's lying to get into trouble. That's, True, but yeah. we don't know what James' mental state was. We don't know if James was schizophrenic. We, we, there's we, so many variables that could be taken into consideration. Mass schizophrenia, though, like James is just that's just that's just his brother. We're talking about Paul. We're talking about Peter. We're talking about Mary. We're right. Mass schizophrenia. Mass mass hallucination. 
it's it's a question of weighing the preponderance right. of the evidence and deliberating deliberating on it over time. I agree. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Uh, I understand. Claiming that in in sharing these things that I will. No, I'm, persuade, I'm happy you yeah, are sharing yeah, them. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy you are sharing. You, you're Which, just getting an insight into my thought process. That's I'm all very I'm much to concerned to. I'm a philosopher. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Alvin Planning's great work was warrant and proper function. We say that knowledge. Philosophers say knowledge is justified true belief. That's a gem. Knowledge is justified true belief. For my religious beliefs, as much as for my scientific beliefs, yep. I want to know what the justifications are. Yes. I want to have justifications for yes. those beliefs. That was good, man. That was that was a good. What was that about, about ten minutes straight of of resurrection talk with with Joe Rogan? I I appreciate it. I think this was great. I think we need to have more conversations like this. I personally would have leaned more into the other apostles and the other followers who would have known that that didn't happen. Right now, obviously, not all early Christians were martyred, but many were. And the very first ones would have known that Jesus did not rise from the grave yet, would have died for it anyway. Uh, I don't know of schizophrenics that all have the same delusion in the capacity to create this sort of elaborate conspiracy on something that was could have easily been debunked. That that that, that that's a first. I don't know. I mean, you I don't know how many folks you know that have uh, schizophrenia without being medicated. Uh, they're not very functional, especially to this degree. We'll probably do another part from that interview. Shout out to whoever uh, threw shade like we're milking it. Yeah, man, it's, it's amazing content. Of course we're going to talk about it. It's the biggest podcast in the world talking about the resurrection of Jesus. Why would we not talk about it? This is one of the new pieces from the He Is Him collection, Jesus the King. When you wear this shirt, you do two things. One, you remind yourself in your life who the king is when you put this thing on. Two, you represent who the king is when you go out in public. So get ready for the He Is Him collection available this Friday to Sunday only.